everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of Self-Made CEO, the podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Finch. Today, I have a very special guest, Lauren Littman. She is my great friend and also fellow YouTuber. And what I love about her is she rose to success on YouTube very quickly. And she has had a lot of success. She has really figured out a formula to grow and maintain growth and maintain a really, really valuable engaged audience and I'm super inspired by it. I think a lot of you will be as well. And then we're also going to get into something that's happened to her recently, an unexpected roadblock that has been crippling in terms of her completing her job every single day. So we're going to talk about that struggle, what she's been doing to overcome it and where she's at now. Let's get into it. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to episode 15. Hello, Lauren. Hello. How are you today? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here with you. I know. This is crazy. Like, we talk all the time in our own yep. houses mm-hmm. and hang out, but we're in a studio today recording. Our life should be a podcast, truly. Our life The things really, we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it could be a podcast. It really could. But now it is. Right now. Very for today. excited. The camera's rolling. The camera is rolling. <laughs> and remember, you guys, if you didn't know, the video versions of this podcast are over on my blog channel. The link is in the episode notes. So if you feel like seeing our faces and how we're reacting to everything that goes on in this podcast, (laughs) feel free to check that out. Um, And also, before we get right on into this episode, I just want to remind you guys, there is a phone number that you can call. Leave me a little voicemail with a question or two that you have about the podcast, about business, mindset, anything you really want. Leave me a voicemail because I am now answering your guys' questions at the end of every episode. And continue to send me in your manifestation story sound bites. I've gotten a couple already. I need more. That's I need so cool. to hear about your guys' manifesting. I've, I've gotten tons of messages and DMs about it. So if you don't send me audio bites, I'll freaking read them out loud on, <laughs> on the pod. But anyway, so cool. I'm so excited to have Lauren here today. I have been wanting her on the podcast since the start. I, I know you guys are probably like, Adrian, you just keep bringing your friends onto the podcast. <laughs> but here's the cool thing about that. I surround myself with people who are like-minded people who care about their businesses who have you know don't necessarily have traditional nine-to-five jobs a lot of us are in media a lot of us do creative things and and we hang out and we surround ourselves with each other because we motivate each other and it's cool to bounce ideas off each other so you know my friends are also my colleagues in a way and I learn a lot from them they learn a lot from me so Lauren is someone who also does YouTube and I'll let her obviously talk about herself Um, but I'm just so excited to have her because not only does she have an awesome story with, you know, her YouTube success and, and how she's grown. I'm inspired by her growth. It's like I've been doing it for twice as long and I'm like, holy crap, girl, you're doing it. You're killing it. <laughs> and then also, though, more importantly, she has really been struggling lately with um, like a medical problem that she never anticipated having. And it's thrown a real curveball in her life and I want to really get into that and I like I have a habit of bringing my friends on when it's like super fresh like when their wounds quite literally are super fresh because you know but that's when we can relate the most that's when it's real you're not perfect yet you haven't figured it all out yet you have good days and bad days and and that's why I like to bring you on the podcast at that time because I think you know that's real life that's what people relate to so Anyway, hi, Lauren. Hi, that was such a lovely intro. <laughs> I you. loved that. That was so great. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's like you inspire me. It's very like awesome to hear you say things like that because Aww. you are someone as me not being from L.A. You've been here so much longer than me. Like, obviously, you and I met through YouTube on the set of a YouTube like shoot. And me and you just like kind of clicked. And I was just like, who's this Adrian chick? She's so cool. We're like long lost sisters. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get to know her more. And Aww, here we are, like a year no no like but I don't know maybe like why does it feel like three it's I think 26 no 27 no yeah 2016 no you you me and you met the beginning of 2017 like you're right you're right because then I traveled for like my whole life (laughs) yes 
Yes, we met at the beginning. So we've known each other for like two and a half years. You've known me for basically my entire YouTube career. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, I love that. I'm like mom. Are you honey? Mom. Mom. (laughs) No, but I really honestly like Lauren and I fell in love the day we met on set. (laughs) It's true. If anyone's from the OG days, um, JLT. JLT, if you remember, we she was actually working for JLT, and I came and made a little cameo. And we got Um, in trouble for talking at lunch. It was time to shoot, and her and I were just like, like prattling on, and it was just yeah, love at first sight. Oh man. And I want to say one thing, too. I think on the podcast, I don't I really don't try to emphasize like my YouTube life. This is kind of a separate business and entity from YouTube. But I do love that you're here and that this is kind of our opportunity to actually get into the YouTube thing since I don't do it every time. Um, But in case you guys didn't know or in case you found me through the podcast, I am a full time YouTube content creator. So I upload videos to a YouTube channel every single week. And that is how I make my income. That is my job. Obviously, this podcast is, you know, a secondary business. But in case you didn't know, we both create YouTube videos for a living. So it's really awesome. We're super blessed to have that opportunity. And that's how we met. And that's how most of our friends and I are in all of us met actually yeah. we're all like roommates and neighbors it's, it's super awesome. very dorm like <laughs> yeah I love it so anyway I would love to kind of like since you've had pretty like rapid success and I know that it's not all perfect and easy obviously totally. but I would love to hear kind of the beginning of when that all started and and when you decided like okay I'm doing YouTube like what was your journey through that definitely oh man it's so funny to think about so I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel like 2000 nine like I wanted wow. to start one and I was too insecure in my head I was like oh I'm gonna upload singing videos and I'm gonna get discovered lol didn't happen didn't do that um always was a little bit too nervous to upload and then something in me have always just like wanted to move to Los Angeles I have a background as an on-camera host mm-hmm. I was an on-camera host at for Comcast in Denver where I'm from funny story I met a guy who did YouTube in Colorado um, we moved to California together after we started dating he did YouTube full-time and he really encouraged me he was like you know you've always wanted to do it you're an on-camera host you should start creating YouTube content and I was like okay sure yeah and it's very funny that I what gave me that push was someone else being like right. oh I do this like look at me I do this full-time like you can do it too it's very funny because I feel like that's just continued to happen around me yeah I don't know how it happens everyone's like Lauren how are you friends with all of these youtubers I'm like I don't know and what's funny is that guy who's now my ex but we're still very good friends he's the reason I know you Adrian mm-hmm. he's the reason I yeah. know my current roommates <laughs> the reason I even got my first YouTube job it's just everything happens for a reason Yo, yeah and that's just been like a very funny thing. So I moved. Isn't, and the butterfly effect too. It's kind of it like, is. imagine if you hadn't dated him, would you have, you probably would have. I like to believe that you would have still eventually moved to L. Like, yeah. sometimes I like to believe that like our paths would have crossed anyway. I do too. I think that about some of our other friends as well. I'm like, you know, but maybe we would have. It's like, just so crazy to think about because yeah. like a year ago me, you know, when you're fresh off of a breakup, you're like, oh, yeah. why did I do that? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then like, I look back and, I mean, he, my ex-boyfriend, who I'm still very good friends with, just got me an editor yeah. for oh, me to hire full time. And he's the reason that I'm now, my workflow on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. is now getting better. And it's it's so funny. Like, no regrets. Everything happens for a reason. And if you could tell a year ago me that, she would laugh in your face. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> it's, it's so, just so tr- funny to think about. It's so true. And also, that's just another reason to really be grateful every single day for everything you do have and for your current situation, because you never know how your current situation, even if it feels shitty, could be leading you to the next situation. Like when you felt shitty about your breakup, it was like, okay, but like now I'm going to end up living with these girls who I'm friends with. I never would have met if it weren't for his manager connecting me with JLT, connecting me with you. And if you hadn't come to that one shoot, (laughs) you weren't even supposed to come. Yeah, I wasn't even like, I I didn't work for them anymore. If I had been out of town, if I like, I still like to believe I maybe would have met you, but it's like insane. And I'm so grateful that those things happen. So yeah, it's just, it's a huge reason to just be like grateful every single day for everything in our life. I know, it's crazy. So yeah. I <clears throat> was encouraged to start a YouTube channel by my ex. I've always loved pop culture, Hollywood glamour, like every little piece about it. I don't know why, I've just always had this thing in my head of like, I really know a lot about pop culture. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do that. I wanted to be an on-camera host at E! News. And so I wanted to create my YouTube channel around the idea of pop culture from a positive light. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that. Um, I started reporting on stories. I talked about who bit Beyonce. I talked (laughs) about the top 10 entrepreneurs, Ryan Seacrest, Reese Witherspoon, um, in terms of celebrities. And then 
it was actually your idea. I don't know if you remember this. Oh my gosh, it was, I don't you know. can remember this? I don't know. It was your idea when Taylor Swift's Look What You Made Me Do music video came out at the VMAs. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have live cable. And it just went live. Do you want to watch it with me? And you looked at me and you were like, Lauren, you love Taylor Swift. You should react to it and put that on your channel. And I was like, I've never done a reaction video on my channel before. Yeah, I'll do that. And then that it, video, I had like viral? 300 subscribers at the time. I think that video hit like 20,000 views, which, yeah, which is huge for like, yes. think, yeah, totally. Huge for a small channel. And then it was after that when you were like, oh my God, like Lauren. And I was like, Adrian, thank you. Like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't even, remember that I did that. You were sitting on your couch in your old house in oh like Marina Del Rey. And you Sounds were like, like something I would say though, like, no, just film yeah. film yourself watching Go, it. Fil yeah, I filmed I it in your room. I probably wasn't even thinking like, oh, like do a Oh, I remember that. So it's that video oh, that wow. like catapulted my <laughs> channel. So it's not, that was like the first video. Because yeah. then the second video, I was like, whoa. I love Taylor Swift. I've always been a big fan of her. She's the reason I like picked up a guitar. I've always just like appreciated her music. The Look What You Made Me Do music video was kind of crazy and no one else out there had started to go through the clues and be like, oh, well, she's wearing the same dress that she wore in this music video and what does it say on that tombstone and just all these little things. And I was like, all right, um, I'll do something and I'll call it a decoded video. That video, when I had 300 subscribers, hit half a million views yep. and all of these Swifties, the Taylor Swift fandom descended upon my channel mm -hmm. and was like, oh my God, you found so many clues. Like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. Talk more about Taylor Swift. And I was like, oh, wow, that's insane. And what's really crazy to think about is that first reaction video was my 16th video on my channel. Mm -hmm. And then my 17th was the Look What You Made Me Do Decoded. And that's still the one video that like all of my current subscribers come back to that are like, I've been watching you ever since I found that the video. video yeah. And it's just so fun I to think about that. that my path on YouTube has been Taylor Swift yeah. since the beginning like never well, was the plan but that's what I'm I doing. think like that okay wow <laughs> this is I love this because I think that you're the perfect example of like explaining kind of also how YouTube has changed over the years because it used to be very much like you know less things I guess went like viral so to speak and it was more like you could do like a wide array of things and you have your subscribers and your subscribers get your notifications and they watch your videos and it's kind of consistent throughout and like you know some will do better than others but then they're kind of hit a turning point where YouTube sort of starts to pigeonhole you and not in a that sounds very negative but in a way where kind of what happened to you is what happens now where okay so you did a Taylor Swift video that did well you piggybacked off that and did a second Taylor Swift video that did even better <laughs> and all these people that brought in that were brought in from that video not only want more Taylor Swift content but also YouTube the algorithm is starting to learn okay when you talk about Taylor Swift when you have Taylor Swift in, in the title those videos perform well. Mm -hmm. And so then they start boosting those videos more and more. So it's almost like it's deciding like, hey, this is your path. And I think that's so incredible, by the way, that that happened so early. And also yeah. that, you know, like you were smart in um, launching. What am, what's the word? You were smart to kind of continue on that trajectory. Yeah. Like you build noticed. Of yes, to build off of that. Especially like with the decoding video, I feel like. What I love about that is you were genuinely intrigued. Like yeah. you saw the video and you were like, wait, this is so interesting. Like, hold on, there are all these things. And no one it else was like super organic. Like yeah, I, definitely. That's like what I was searching for. That's what kind of gave me the idea to call it decoded. I was, and it's so funny because now that type of video, if like someone else in a different like fandom, artist fandom, were trying to do what I, what I, happened to me like two years ago it wouldn't exist mm -hmm. because now everyone decodes taylor swift's mm -hmm. lyrics and it's very hard for a smaller creator like me to compete with entertainment tonight e-news business insider when they're doing taylor swift decoded every right. single easter egg that you missed and it's it's very funny to think about that i was one of the very first if not mm -hmm. the first person to do that and Isn't to go through crazy? in detail no it that happens all the time it's like when we did JLT, yeah. that other YouTube channel, like we developed a series Seven called Seven Stages. Stages. And it was like, the channel was not like tiny, but I mean, it was small compared to like the BuzzFeeds of the world. And then literally big, BuzzFeed started doing the exact same series, like the Seven Stages of blah, blah, blah. I just thought it was so funny because it's like, okay, lol, because we made that <laughs> and we're like smaller. But uh, no, I mean, I mean that's, that's like, what's funny because YouTube used to be like that, where it's like, it's okay yeah. if you copy someone, like you would do like a roommate tag. Totally. I would do a roommate tag. And then YouTube would like, 
you know, boost that around to other people. And so um, I want to go back to what you were saying about pigeonholing and how it's a positive or a negative thing. It, I feel like it's both. Me too. Like it has brought me this Taylor Swift audience that I never in my wildest dreams, all Taylor Swift fans will appreciate <laughs> that. That wasn't even intentional. Um, I never could have imagined that. Right. And I, there are so many good days and there are definitely the handful of bad days where I'm like, there's so much more to me than Taylor Swift. I mm -hmm. started my channel wanting to talk about all celebrities on pop culture. And right. if I spend you know, a full day making a video on Taylor Swift and it does this well, and then I spend a full day making a Taylor, um, a video on another celebrity and it doesn't do well, you know, it messes with like my mindset. Right. And I'm like, well, should I just do all Taylor Swift? Is that a good thing for me to put all my eggs into one basket? Right. In my mind, I don't think I should put all my eggs into one basket. Um, and so that kind of led me to create Taylor Swift Tuesday. And this, that is a weekly series that I do. I'm now on week 67. That's insane. Which is insane. I've never stuck with something for longer than like three weeks. Besides, dude, I was talking to my mom last night. YouTube as a job for me is the longest I've ever stuck with like a thing. Like with like a job or an internship or an activity. Like I literally don't stick with things. Beca not because I'm like not motivated or anything. It's because... I constantly want to like do new things. You're so entrepreneurial like, that you're like, where yeah, else I have can a new I? idea. Yeah, I have yeah. like, I want to all of a sudden like produce music and then I want to yeah. do this and like <laughs> make art. Like what is wrong? <laughs> I do everything. It's crazy. But, but honestly, like you sticking with that is like the most inspirational thing because I literally can't do that. And I, <laughs> but here's the thing though. I know that I can because every human being, you can will yourself to do quite literally anything. We as human beings can will ourselves to do anything. So why is it that I, for years, am not able to actually stick to a video upload schedule, let alone a series? And you know what? I keep like doing a lot of reflecting and trying to realize like, why don't I do that? And honestly, you're someone who I think needs to coach me into being able to do it because, and we can talk about that yeah. off the pod, <laughs> but I'm just like very in awe of the fact that you've stuck to that. And I think that's freaking awesome. Thank you. It's really crazy to think about. 67 weeks is a very long time. And trust me, there's been many Mondays when I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I love Taylor Swift. Sure. I love these fans. But even just early on, I think that's that's kind of what led me to create Taylor Swift Tuesday is right. I, everyone's like, can you make a video about this? Can you make a video about that? What are your thoughts on this Taylor wise? And I was like, um, I want to talk about other celebrities as well. What if I dedicate every Tuesday to Taylor mm -hmm. Swift? I'll, I'll and and. What's crazy is the reason I created it is because people were asking for it. Right. And that is something that I struggle with. I have a hard time holding myself accountable. But if someone yeah. else is holding me accountable, I'll do it. So I've always had this thing, like before Taylor Swift Tuesday was called Taylor Swift Tuesday, I think it was like called like Taylor Update or something like that. <laughs> I was like, I would tweet something out and be like, what if I did an update on this? And ever like I'd, I'd get tweets of, yes, 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 do that. If it was like three people being like, I can't wait for your video, I'd be like, all right, that's enough. And this is my yeah. own problem that I have. I like, I don't know what it is. It's not like, I was going to say like, I, I'm just more likely to get it done if someone else is counting on right. me, whether or not then I'm counting on me. Well, that was going to be my next question was like on those days that you feel like I don't want to do this. It sounds terrible. I was going to say, what what gets you to do it? You've done it for 67 weeks. Is it that <sighs> thought of like people are waiting for this? People want this? Or, you know, now are you just used to it? Like, what, how do you do that? Because I feel like a lot of people probably have things like this where they're like, sometimes you just don't want to do it. Do it, yeah. it can be your, your most favorite job. I love what I do. Yeah. But there are so many days when I'm like, I just don't feel like filming right now. Like, it just sounds terrible. <laughs> and it's like, I usually don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you um, do it even when you feel that way? I think my brain is so ADHD that, so I love... I love writing. I love like sleuthing around. I love reading articles that people have written about Taylor Swift and being like, well, why did they say that? Let's break that down. So there's so many parts of that that I enjoy, but the part that I enjoy the most is filming. Mm -hmm. There's, I I was born to be on camera. Like yeah. I have an on, I'm on camera host. That's like always like what I wanted to be. So I am so comfortable on camera, even if I'm having like a really bad day. And I really try to not film when I'm in an awful mood because right. usually it'll show. But what I've seen time and time again is if I just start, if I just start to read the script that I've been working on for hours on and just start to talk to the camera, I start to have fun. Right. And it's just me alone in my room with the camera. But I start to have fun. And I love the filming aspect. It's, yeah. it's the editing that has always 
killed me. I know. That's always I, kept me from doing it. Especially your videos are long, so that's a lot. Really long. They didn't start out this long, and I don't know how it's gotten to this. Like, um, it's like a thirty-minute show. Well, it's now. good. You have like there's so much information, and people want more. So yeah. it's like honestly good, minus the editing. But I yeah. love, I love that. So basically, it's like you kind of have fun doing the research part a little bit but that but what if you ever like don't feel like even doing the research part like how do you will yourself oh to just do God. it sometimes I like just do you just don't. have do you have a strategy or do you just like get out your computer and you're like just start typing I I don't have a strategy my strategy and it's like, like do you tell yourself anything because sometimes I sit there and I'm like Adrian just do it you dummy so what's so tough is that so all all of Monday is always prep for mm-hmm. it. But what's tough about Mondays is that it's, that's, that's a big admin day for me. That's when everyone's answering emails. Mm-hmm. That's when brands are reaching out. That's yep. when all the stuff is happening. And so I always tell myself, nope, Monday's Taylor Swift Tuesday. Sometimes I won't even start my script till 4 p.m. Yeah. And that's just so upsetting. And so what I'll do sometimes, which I really don't enjoy doing, is I'll finish the script Monday, get up early Tuesday, film it Tuesday, and then edit all of Tuesday. I really hate that yeah. so much. Um, I, I've got to be honest, I don't think that I have the healthiest work ethic the past, like, f- the past, like, 10 weeks, I would say, because that's when, like, Taylor Swift has really been in the news. There's been a lot. I've been growing mm-hmm. a lot more. People are asking for a lot more. I want to make sure that I'm crediting the right people when right. I do the, my rumor mill segment right. of my show. I want to make sure that I'm getting the right Twitter name right, that I'm reading the right thing. And yeah. what I'm trying to, like, learn about is that I become I become such a perfectionist that I want to include everything that I find newsworthy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my subscribers would really love to learn about this. But my list gets so exhaustive throughout the week, you know, because yeah. Taylor Swift Tuesday is a news show. I put bullets in my phone every single day anytime something newsworthy mm-hmm. happens in the world of Taylor, whether it's something that she did or something that her fans did. I've been like teaching myself to cut some stuff out to be like, right. you know what? They, they won't even know. But even though it kills me, yeah. I'm like, they would really love to learn this. I'm like, you know what? Priorities. I really yeah. just have to get out the the hard-hitting stories, the things that I think people would like the most. I think the that's things, great. You yeah. can't do it all. I, I like to say there's a term. So a lot of people um, talk about like an, an MVO. like well, mm-hmm. Or like I like to say or an MVP, basically, the minimum viable product. And this is a business term if you guys – aren't aware that basically just means what's the minimum you can do that is still going to fulfill the the job or the yeah. need or whatever you're doing what's the minimum you can do that's not lacking at all so for you it's in a way it's like exactly what you said if you cut out things from that script they aren't going to know and that is hitting that mbo like that is that minimum you're doing the minimum amount that is still going to completely satisfy their need it's going to cover enough news and you wish that you could do more, but it's like yeah. you just can't. You can't strain yourself like that. I, I think that's um, that's a really smart strategy, though. It's definitely taken – I wouldn't even say that I've perfected it at all. I still struggle with that. It's just something that I'm trying to be very conscious right. of because I'm like, oh, well, like that's a fun story and that's a fun story. But I'm like, all right, Lauren, if you have five fun stories, let's – Chop it down to two yeah. and then go on with these other ones that you know are the big SEO terms yeah. that might bring in new subscribers totally. that people might not normally have found you through. Yeah. And it's so funny, too. I'm just trying to think about my own self on YouTube and why I think I struggle at like staying consistent the way you have. And I two things come to my mind for potential whys. Number one being that I do have that problem where if a video or a couple videos in a series like don't perform very well, I'm not that motivated to keep going. Yep, and this so is interesting because... It totally makes sense, but also everyone's always told me, like, you you just have to stick to at least, like, a month or two months because, like, if you don't stick to that, then you're not going to know. Like, it, it might start not doing that well, but then you have to just keep going no yeah. matter if the views are low. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that I think, like, naming the series Taylor Swift Tuesday yes. like you have so much less leeway for even because I bet you are probably like ah oh, crap like I know you've only had a couple instances where you've had to upload Wednesday but mm-hmm. like I bet that does that help you yes at all? it does it keeps me it's not Taylor Swift Wednesday it's not yeah. Taylor Swift Thursday it's Taylor Swift Tuesday <laughs> yeah. it's got a it rolls right off the tongue and like that's just like what I've always told myself yeah. is like I get I will be so hard on myself when I'm like Lauren it is 9 a.m on a Tuesday and you haven't even filmed what right. are you doing like get this together and what really kind of keeps me going and like I don't know if it's a negative reinforcement like translating into a positive one but when I get like tweets and dms lauren when is it coming yeah lauren is it uploading are you posting today i start to be like it's ah, coming i'm so providing anxious. you free content like can you relax please but at the same time it will get my butt into gear yeah. and be like all right let's do this what's yeah. really holding you back like let's I, I have a problem where i get so overwhelmed i look at everything on my to-do list instead of just being all right lauren 
one thing story at a time. One, story two. Totally. Keep, just break it down. Just keep going. Hey, that's going. a good point as well. Well, okay. I love it. Oh my gosh. I feel already more motivated. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, let's talk about this crippling issue that you've been dealing with and we're gonna really get on into it so we're gonna take a quick break we will be right back And we're back. Hello. Thank okay. you so much for still being here, listeners and Lauren. She hey, didn't run away yet. I didn't scare <laughs> her off quite yet. Um, so we were just talking about your success on YouTube. And I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but just so that you guys know, she basically went from zero to almost 40,000 subscribers in like less than two years. Um, and not only just that, even in the world of YouTube, you might, you know, like 40,000 subscribers is a lot of people. But what's really most impressive, I think, about your following is how engaged they are and how many viewers you have. Like, even if you have 40,000 subscribers, you are getting consistently more views than that. You are getting so many, like, you have such high engagement because people are so into this. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I love that because it really shows that, like, I hate the term micro-influencers, but it's, like, those people who have smaller audiences but super, super engaged audiences are more powerful than the huge millions and millions of followers that, you know, they're not that engaged. So, anyway, I just – I am in awe of that. I think that you obviously have figured it out. And before we get into the the big old issue, I did want to ask – I just wanted you to touch on really quick if there is anything else besides, like – the consistency factor that makes that you think has helped you grow like what are like what do you think are things that you make sure to do I know obviously like we talk about titles and thumbnails and but like what's your process for that do you are there other things that you think lead to your constant growth um I guess that is kind of back to the beginning of like the story what we were talking about how Mm -hmm. I just feel very lucky that I'm surrounded by other people that do this. Adrian, you were like the person that I've looked up to since I've started Aww. YouTube. I'm not even kidding. Of just like, how do you do this? And you're like, I don't know. I've been doing it for two years. And I'm just like, what do you mean? Like, I still don't know why. Like, how. Yeah. And um, what what's so crazy about YouTube is there's no school for it. There's mm-hmm. no manual. There's no college no. course. There's no like hey, if you spend eight hours a day, nine to five on YouTube, there's no guarantee that you're going to do well. And that's what is just so tough about YouTube. And the fact that I'm surrounded by that I had people just to ask questions. You cannot call YouTube. Hi, Google. Why isn't this performing well? No one will answer you. I'm a very small creator. There is no handbook. Yeah, there's no handbook. And just the fact that I have people like you, um, Shelby, Morgan, just everyone around me, mm-hmm. my my ex, who's also on another side of YouTube, mm-hmm. just the fact that I have people around me just asking that I'm able to be like, hey, has this ever happened to you? And they're like, yeah, this has happened. Yep. Try this, try this. That is, to me, what I think has been so helpful. I'm, yeah. I'm not alone in my struggles. And when I have a weird creative thought, I'll be like, Adrian, is this weird? And you're like, no, that's awesome. Go with this. How about that? And the fact that we're able to bounce things off of each other, absolutely, that's really helpful for me. So I'm such helpful. an extrovert that like, that's the kind of planning that I yeah. need. That's contributed. Especially when yeah. we are like one woman shows. It's mm-hmm. like, when you're so enthralled, this can happen to business owners in any industry or even just employees. When you're so wrapped up in what you're doing and it's you doing so much, it's really hard sometimes to take a step back and have an outsider perspective and be like, is this a good idea? I don't know. Because I'm so like, I can overthink everything. When I'm sitting there alone in my office, just working all day long on a thumbnail, on a video, it's hard to like have the perspective of a viewer. Yeah. Like, is because I'm so you're so close to it so it's so nice being able to like bounce mm-hmm. that stuff off of other people as well I do I think that's like that's very definitely helpful helped me. you know I've worked. oh yeah especially all the stupid YouTube stuff that comes yep. up like why is it doing this yep. weird thing oh yep that <laughs> happened to me too <laughs> it's it's just so finicky there's no manual any job that I've ever done has been nine to five yeah you go to this you do a training for this there's a process for that you don't know how to do it you ask your supervisor there's no supervisor in no. YouTube and creating online and being an influencer and And it's it's always changing yes it's always changing changing. and I think that's what's been so cool is having a support system around me that I can really bounce off of one of my favorite things from a top creator Lily Singh Superwoman Mm -hmm. um, she's got an incredible book 
one of her chapters is called Be the Dumbest in the Room. Mm -hmm. And she talks about how when she started her production company, she's like, I wanted to be the dumbest in the room in that meeting. I wanted to be with a cinematographer who would say so many things and I would just be like, wow, I'm so dumb. I know nothing about Mm -hmm. like photography. Clearly this person's an expert. Obviously like use that term loosely, but that's how I've always enjoyed feeling where it's like when I'm hanging out with you and like you and me can just be sitting next to each other side by side editing Adrian and I'll be like, wait, what's that? What's that? What's mm-hmm. a lot? What's final? Cut? What's it? And it's like just that I has really that. just helped me to yeah. be able to just talk out my learning. questions and problems and just surrounding myself with people that make me want to do better and yeah. to continuously improve. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. And I think that's something I have to remind myself of daily is like really it's only been the last couple of months with YouTube that I felt like I'm in a funk with. But then I like even look at my channel. And I'm like, OK, I'm not even that much in a funk. I'm just like. I, it's in my head. It's all You're in my head. And I think yeah. I need to stop doing that. <laughs> and, and it's things like this that always remind me like, hey, I really have been doing this for a long time. I know yeah. what the heck I'm doing. Why am I acting like I don't know what I'm doing? But that's we a whole other story. We need to be kinder to ourselves. Yeah, we really, really, yeah. really do. That's what it is. Well, okay. That's incredible. And by the way, you guys, we kind of decided during that break that I'm definitely going to bring Lauren back on another episode to chat more about how she's been making an income with YouTube especially when it was like smaller and she's actually started a Patreon that's Mm -hmm. very successful and she's done some other things um, that I want to talk about with her we don't have time today but I want to bring you back and do that because I think that a big struggle that people face is with trying to start something new is thinking well like how do I monetize this or if I can't monetize this right away like how do I survive and Mm -hmm. and sustain it and how do you you know obviously you're spending so much time doing videos it would be hard to have a full-time job and do videos and so anyway I want to talk about that with you in a next episode For sure but right now I would love to talk about I mean I love is not the best word I wish we didn't <laughs> have to talk about this no, I wish that this wasn't something that existed in your life but I do want to talk about it I think it is so relevant right now so do you want to go ahead and just share yes. what the heck happened definitely and I'm honestly glad that you did in this moment because if it weren't for this injury, I might not have ever hired an editor. So yeah. I'll start at the beginning. Um, about two months ago, Taylor Swift dropped um, a new song. And I uploaded six videos within seven days. Yeah, that was crazy. That's the most I've ever uploaded in a small period of time. And by the sixth video, my hands started to hurt in a way that has never happened before. And it wasn't even my hands, it was my fingers. And I think I like marked this with a date because I remember tweeting this, be like, oh my God, I've like worked myself to the bone, LOL. And then was like, whatever. So that was a Friday. And then, you know, Monday rolls around and it's time to start creating Taylor Swift Tuesday. And I just start to just feel crazy pain, crazy, crazy pain. And don't do this, kids. I ignored it. And days went on, weeks went on. And I would give myself a little bit of a break. I'd be like, well, I can't take a break on Mondays because that's Taylor's of Tuesday prep. And I just kind of kept doing it. Um, what started to happen was my fingers and my my wrists started to be so inflamed that you could literally feel how rock hard my arms were and my fingers and my wrists. And I had no idea what was going on. Um, I just recently was able to finally get in with an orthopedic surgeon to have them look at it. They're a hand specialist. I have severe tendonitis due to overuse in my radial tunnel. I can't pronounce this one. Epiclondigitis, which is another word for tennis elbow. Um, trigger fingers and dequer veins. Lots of big wow. scary words. And I've never had an injury in my life. I've never ever experienced pain like this. And here's the thing is it's specific pain. I can do normal things, but I couldn't do small things like the the motion of scratching a dog, the motion of opening a fridge, opening a door mm-hmm. with your fingers, anything small with your fingers, using a fork, putting on your makeup, things like everyday things that you don't even think about that your bones do, it hurt me to do. So I could not, for the life of me, scroll through my phone, turn mm-hmm. the key in my car, type, edit. Oh my gosh. And it was it's been like a really grueling, not only physically, but probably the most mentally. Yeah. Um, that's what's been crazy. So YouTube um, has been my full-time job officially as of four or five months ago. And I'm so thankful for that. I've never in my life could have imagined that I could be doing a job that I love so much, that I'm so obsessed with, that I'm so motivated to do stuff for. And to see my to-do list in front of me, written out, and to have my hands physically holding me back from doing it, whew, Yeah, that's... that's, a, that's well, so when <sighs> you first realized that 
the pain was like like after the the first couple days when you were like okay weird this isn't going away like when you realized okay this might actually be something like it's not going away what was like going through your head well it took me a while to kind of believe it yeah so on a, on mondays that's the day that arguably i work the hardest mondays yeah. and tuesdays and then wednesdays are kind of just responding to emails maybe creating maybe like small amounts of writing but i would start to take it easy and not edit or write as much and so the pain wouldn't be there and so i wouldn't you know i wouldn't think about it and then monday would roll around again and two hours in to typing my script and i'd be like it's back it's back and then I would, I don't, I wish I could like remember exactly the crazy part of my mind that was like, keep doing it. Just, just well, keep no, using I mean, that muscle. To be honest, it's like, this actually kind of coincided with yours. I've been working out a lot and yes. I, one day I like, I get sore when I work out really hard. It's just pretty normal. Even though I've been going, I'm, by the way, tomorrow's my 100th 100. class at base camp since oh, April. That's with you. insane. <laughs> um, you should. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, but like. I get sore and like one day in particular, like my left shoulder just felt like really sore and we work out our shoulders and you know, it's kind of muscles I didn't even realize I had. And and at first I was like, oh, I'm really sore. And then the next day I was like, oh, I'm still really sore. And the next day I was like, wow, it kind of hurts to do a push up. And I started noticing, this is when I knew it was like not just being sore. Mm -hmm. Opening my car door was painful, like every single time, but only like, only that kind of motion. It was the backwards mm -hmm. motion of my arm and I was like, oh my God, I think I actually injured it. And then even then I wasn't like freaking out yet. <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, finally, after like a week, I was like, okay, I should probably like not move my yeah. shoulder for a couple days. So I gave it a couple days, but only like one or two. Then I went back and it was like still hurting. And I'm not even going to lie, Lauren, like it's not as crippling as yours because yours has to do with your job. But my shoulder still hurts every day. And like, I know that I need to like do yes. something about it because you guys don't ignore injuries. I no. could have permanent shoulder damage already. Like, I don't know if I will forever. Anyway, though, but I can relate to that yeah. in a different level. Not as mental because it's not preventing me from doing things. But no, but it's the same. It's crazy. My acupuncturist was talking to me. She was like, our muscles are just like, like, think of our muscles as just like us. We need sleep. We need mm -hmm. to be eating. We need sustenance. We need to be taking care of them. When you don't take care of your muscles or things like that an injury you let's say you didn't drive for a week and you yeah. didn't open your car door you might not have felt it. that right. injury would still be there right if you're just not addressing it and just kind of letting it go it's just only going to continue to get worse totally and that was just kind of what happened at first is i was like all right i really only feel it on mondays and then i don't don't think about it the rest of the week and it wasn't until like a month in when i started like freaking out being like all right things are taking me twice as long yeah. my script and editing is now taking me twice as long i'm uploading my taylor swift tuesdays on a wednesdays mm -hmm. that's already like <laughs> hating myself enough for that um and so i recently like i did all the stuff i got a referral i went to urgent care i've been doing all of these things that i can do i'm finally in physical therapy i got steroid injections yeah. i'm getting acupuncture and cupping and i'm really just like tackling this head on because there's nothing else you can do there was there were like three probably like a full month of me being told by my acupuncturist, all right, you need to go home and not do anything. I dare anyone out there to try and give your hands a rest. Try to not <laughs> use your you fingers. I told you to tape them all up. Like my, <laughs> up I use my phone, the motion of holding my iPhone, even with a pop socket, even without a pop socket, scrolling, typing on an email. I was trying to search on Amazon for an ice pack. That hurt. Like I got to a really bad place that I hope that no one else ever has to get to. I wasn't able to to fight for myself because my body was literally telling me, all right, Lauren, you've overworked us too mm -hmm. much. We are now gonna like be on fire for the next few days. And I had to just sit there with my to-do list piling up in front mm -hmm. of me. My mental state was like deteriorating. I was so sad. I I can't call up YouTube and ask for PTO. I don't get days off. Yeah. And it was this thing where I felt this, this mental tug of, Lauren, you did this to yourself. You should have gotten this looked at sooner. But I have a responsibility to my subscribers, to my audience. I have to be making these videos. I have a responsibility to me. I have a responsibility to my landlord to pay rent. And all of these things just kind of compiled onto me. And I it, it caught up to me and I had to just sit there. And there was like a two-day period when I just had to sit there and force myself to watch Netflix at like 9 a.m. Yeah. during the day and just not move my hands. Well, and I remember like we've been, we had talked kind of a little bit about that and how I remember you decided to edit a video and I think it was like you had done live streams for a couple weeks and yeah. then you were like, I have to edit this video. Last week. And I remember you were like, well, I feel like it might've been better. And then you were in pain. And I remember like very specifically when you told me like, <sighs> 
you said, I'm worried that I'll lose my job. Yep. And like that was a very significant statement because of two things. One, you pointed out in some earlier text to me how, you know, it's crazy that we don't, we need to be so thankful for the little tiny things that we don't even realize. Like yes. everything we do with our hands until it's gone, you don't realize how important it yeah. is. Like something so simple, like turning your key in your car, you're like, you don't even realize until you can't do it how debilitating like, that is. My quality of life was going down. Yeah. It hurt to wash my face. Yeah. It hurt to shampoo my hair. And like, I was just so mad at myself that I had let it get to that point because you always think, oh, it can never happen to me. This is fine. I'm not injured. Right. I've never struggled with an injury. And honestly, I, I always like to talk about like positive positivity. I feel like social media needs a lot more of it. Yeah. I started to struggle with this. All right, am I oversharing too much on Instagram? People are asking me how my wrists and hands are, but I don't want to be complaining about how much pain I'm in. I don't want to be seen as that. But then when I started to really open up to my followers on Instagram being like, I've never experienced pain like this. I had floods of messages saying, Lauren, it could be this, it could be that. Hi, I'm an occupational therapist. I think this. I was That's just awesome. shocked at how yeah. many people that they really felt for that. And, and while they really in my understood head, that yeah. you needed a break. That, yes. That I felt was really significant as well. If anyone's audience is going to care, it's yours. Like they're so engaged and they care so much about you that they're like, oh my gosh, you're a real human being. Like, yes, take your time. Yes. And I'm so thankful for that. But yeah. I'm also like so hard on myself that I'm like, mm. I can't stop Taylor Swift Tuesdays because then someone else is going to come along and start doing Taylor Swift Tuesdays. <laughs> I know when I'm you told me you were editing, I literally got mad at you. I was like, why, Lauren? Don't. Yes. I was like, no. Is it worth it, the short term, like, yeah, like no, satisfaction you're... or not? <laughs> I actually was talking about this to my vlog today. And I'm so glad that, like, I'm on your podcast today because literally seven days ago, I was texting you. Today's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Seven days ago this week, or I can't talk. Seven days ago to the day. I still hadn't had my video uploaded. I had been working on one video for like yeah. three days and oh. I was sitting there and it was taking me so long and I was texting you, sobbing over my computer, texting you, using voice text saying, yeah. Adrian, I'm so terrified. I'm going to lose my job. I don't know what to do. And you were like, Lauren, stop, stop editing. And I was like, I can't. And you were just like, <laughs> Lauren, you need to prioritize. You need to do better. Like you, you need to prioritize better and you need to find an editor. And I, I had done this thing where I asked people online, like if you have any editing work, like let me know. I had emails piling up that I could have at that moment started responding to people, right. but I didn't. I made a bad choice to just continue to edit to get my video up and done. And seven days later today, my video went up um, on Tuesday afternoon because I had a trial run with my very first editor that I think I've just hired. Yay. I get chills even like That's so saying exciting. that. And it's so weird. I talked about the beginning, like um, at the beginning of this podcast, like everything happens for a reason. Yeah. This kind of pushed me to really improve my workflow. Mm -hmm. And I to problem solve. Shocked. Like you were forced to be I in that forced. situation. And I remember we were talking about this. And by the way, guys, I am no freaking genius when it comes to this. It's so much easier always to advise someone else than when you're actually in the situation. So I don't want it to seem like, yeah, I knew everything. No, but Adrian does know but everything. <laughs> she always helps me with all my problems. It's my favorite. Oh my God, I love you. <laughs> But the thing that stood out to me the most about what you were going through was that, because I've experienced this as well, is this kind of polarity between short-term happiness but long-term mm -hmm. damage mm -hmm. and long-term happiness, short-term, like, unhappiness. And so for you, in your mind, you were wanting the short-term gratification of, no, I want to get this video out. I want to please people. I want to whatever. But ignore not ignoring, but not ignoring. looking at I the long-term, okay, but you could then – not even even if you're completely going to be healed and fine it's more like you're then drawing out the healing process even more and you're going to have to be suffering like this even longer versus if you put just a little bit of time energy maybe money and a little bit of a break now you'll be able to get back to it sooner and i think that that is very universal a very universal concept which it, it, it happens in relationships yeah. too it's like you stay with someone for the short-term gratification and happiness and comfort and whatever knowing that long term you're going to be more sad or more upset or yeah. it's going to affect you more versus if you just cut cut it off now rip the band-aid off you're it's going to suck short term <laughs> and this is very relevant to my life right now that's why lauren's <laughs> giving me a little grin you can't see it but <laughs> lauren's looking I was at me say this with what you're saying and with what I'm saying, I was making bad choices. I was prioritizing the wrong things. Right. I was prioritizing the fact that I was like, I've never missed a Tuesday. I have a streak going. Lauren, that's dumb. What if in five, like not even five years, what if in a year you can't use your fingers anymore? Right. That's a right. wrong choice. That's a bad choice that I made. And I did it and I'm living with that choice. And 
that coincidentally, don't make bad choices, guys. That bad choice led me to be in so much pain that now I have this person who's going to help me edit. What really I had a hard time swallowing was the fact that I needed an editor. Right. I get very insecure about my job, about YouTube, about I don't get enough views, I don't get enough subscribers, I don't get enough brand deals, whatever it might be. Who doesn't be. feel that exactly. way? I was just didn't feel, I was like, oh, well, I'm not big enough for an editor. I'm, I'm not successful enough for this. And I wasn't kind of accepting the fact that, Lauren, you, if you want things to continue, like to exponentially grow in the way that you want to, you need to have help. Mm-hmm. You need to have people around you. You need to be able to delegate. And that's something that I'm, struggling with but I am so happy to finally be like look it takes me so long to edit and do you want to know why Adrian because I'm a bad editor (laughs) you're not a bad editor but I think why not delegate (laughs) I always talk about like delegate the things that you don't need to do it's not valuable your time should not be spent doing the thing that you're not as good at you don't want to really be doing you hate it it takes a lot of time let someone else do that while your value is in the writing, the being on camera, all the, those elements. Mm-hmm. Like, we need your energy for yeah. that. We don't need your energy for the editing. What's Anyone can mimic that. I say that I'm a bad editor because I was like, oh, well, my Taylor Swift Tuesdays, they take me X amount of hours to edit, right? Trial one with this first person. They got it done in four hours flat. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I could have done this so many weeks ago. Yeah. My life, where would I be then? Where would I be in my flow? And yeah. it's just one of those things but where I was like, look take, at that. It's a transformation. I'm so proud of you because honestly, like, dude, I've been doing this for four years and I only just hired someone and it's not even an editor and I still need an editor so bad. <laughs> but there's always, it's such a relatable thing at, at in any industry is like when you're doing your own thing, it is A, I went through the exact same thought process of like, why would someone just want to like work for just little old me? Yes, that's how I feel. (laughs) And then I also thought like, you know, in terms of, there's always something in the way, the money, the time, Mm -hmm. the time to train the person, especially the money, I think. But it's like, ultimately when you put in that upfront investment, it ends, it'll end up being more profitable because you can put more of your energy into the things that have more value. And I will say like, we're going through this journey together because we just now like hired people at the same time and we'll be able to share about that because it's definitely like a different step. And I kind of had to tell myself like, first of all, you have to just take an outside perspective for a second and step back and realize like on paper, what we do is really freaking cool. And we have created businesses and we've created businesses where we need help. And those people who are going to be helping us I guarantee you like they think that's freaking cool yeah we're just in our own heads because it's our business and we're so close to it and like to us we know what we do every single day we don't have a fancy office and fancy Mm -hmm. like we're but we that doesn't take any validity away from what we do and that's something you always just have to have the confidence in whatever you're doing to be like even fake it till you make it I always say like like no, what I do is the coolest thing ever. This is going to be the best job you've ever had. Yeah. Think about all the things we did when we were younger too. Unpaid internships, yeah. things where it turned out to be like not amazing. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's life. Like that people, you know, people will have different experiences working with us. And I think it. I think it'd be a great experience. I would work with you. <laughs> I would work with you too. Well, it's this thing where I feel like you and I are similar in the sense that I have a hard time celebrating my successes. Yeah. When I have my friends and my family from back home and. Colorado be like oh my god Lauren you're doing this you're doing that I will always be like yeah well it's not this yeah it's not her I don't look like that I don't get those views and it's like why do I do that I have a very hard time accepting a compliment right when someone's genuinely trying to be like look you're you're doing great I have a hard time being like yeah 67 weeks is great but what about 68 what about 69 it's just like no Lauren stop back up celebrate I have that actually (laughs) that same thing and and I think the last couple like pretty much the last almost year like I've really been trying to just be aware of it where even if internally like someone gives me a compliment and even if internally I'm thinking those thoughts because it happens all the time. The same with like, wow, it's so incredible. Like you've been so successful. And in my head, I'm like, what are you kidding? I have so much I need to do. Like so many more things. So much more to accomplish. So I've trained myself, which is only the first step. But you guys, this really works. It's like it totally works. It it changes your thought process. Like even if I'm thinking that on the inside, I outwardly I say, thank you so much. That like that means so much to me. Thank you. Just say thank you. Be grateful because the thing is like the whole thing about gratitude that we've talked about on previous episodes is just like literally what you are grateful for and what you put out into the universe as like, wow, thank you for this roof over my head. Thank Mm -hmm. you for I you're you're actually without even knowing you are shifting your mindset to look at those good things. And then what you are thinking about, you attract more of. So even if in your head you're like, what? No, the very first step is just 
fake it. Just say thank you so much because you will start to literally realize and believe that that actually is how you feel because you realize, wait, actually, yeah, you're right. Like I am super accomplished. Mm -hmm. I do have all the, and that's the very first step in really starting to shift that. So I think that's awesome that we're, we're both working on that. Yes. No, that is something that's really helped me. And I love your podcast and I love you talking about manifesting and gratitude and mindfulness because that is something that throughout this injury, I, you know, I used to say that I, I met a girl in college who fell out of a tree and it hurts her to walk now. Wow. And it does not hurt me to walk. It does not hurt me to breathe. My yeah. lungs are fine. I'm I'm okay. And so it's like small things like fa- I'm I'm happy that my fingers don't hurt today. I'm and, happy that I can mm-hmm. open my cell small phone victories. in the morning and scroll through Instagram yeah. real quick and not feel pain. And I'm thankful for that. And you know, it's crazy. I was actually at this family reunion thing this past weekend, and and this one woman who's kind of like a second mom to me, um, my mom was actually saying like, man, look at my wrinkly hands, blah, blah, blah. And this woman said, well, at least you have hands. And my mom was like, yeah. And I like that was her. <laughs> that was kind of like an ongoing joke. But in reality, really, it's like, yeah. You could be like, man, my arms are in so much pain. It's like, well, at least I have arms. At least I have arms. Like, there's always a positive. Mm-hmm. There's always, you know, it's the little things. Like, hey, I opened my fridge today. It's I the little that. things that you just take for granted that yeah. you don't even realize. You, what, you opening your car door and not feeling pain. Yeah. That's that's Crazy. things that we don't realize that our body's, like, working for us. Mm-hmm. And I've just never experienced. Have you ever experienced a physical injury? Well, not no mine has been more about like sickness like okay, every yeah. time I've the most frustrated mentally I've ever been was just like not being able to figure out my stomach issues it's yes. like everything I ate would make me nauseous mm-hmm. and I it was so frustrating but that's a whole nother thing but yeah I mean it's it's absolutely trying like I think that what's going to be really interesting about this situation with you is that I believe truly that like like you said before like things happen to us for a reason and like in my episode about shit happening and where like shit just happens and you literally if you can't do anything about it besides just be the best problem solver Mm -hmm. you can be you kind of just have to let go and just be like okay that's all whatever like it'll be okay but what I think is what I mentioned in there too is it's like when life feels like it's throwing you some shit, some curveballs, it is. Yeah. And why is it? Because there's always a learning yeah. curve there. Something there's always it. something you'll take out of it. And for this, I think this is really, really testing your mentality and your mindset and your like what you can cope with and what you can like withstand the types of what I can handle. adversity. <sighs> yeah. And I think you'll come out of this being like, dang, I went through that. Like I can tackle any issue or at least I'll have me. the mindset of like, OK, I've been through something terrible before. First, let me start by being like, this isn't the end of the world. There will be a solution no matter what it is. You know, it like takes shit happening to you to learn that, like, no matter what, it'll be fine. And that that's something I feel like I've adapted now is like if something terrible happens and I know all I can do is what I can control. Yeah. My mind like doesn't even go to like the negative place anymore because I'm just like, there's no point. Because I've experienced so with it. You. That's that's very impressive. I'm very but I, like I think you'll huh. be I think you'll feel that way after this because sometimes you just can't do anything. Like all yeah. you can do is what you can control. And if someone tells you you need to rest your hands, it's like, well I shit. Have to do it. That's all and it's almost like a relief when you're just like, Okay, I'm just gonna like yes. nothing whatever. Okay, like, great. Like I'll yeah. figure out how to pay my bill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's really, really tough. It's not an overnight thing. And I, it took me a long time to be able to do that. But that's something on this podcast I want to also help people with is like like being able to accept things that happen in their life and that are unexpected. Yeah. And this is not something in any way, shape or form that you should have been born being able to just tackle right away mm-hmm. and be able to wake up and be like, I'm fine. Like, yeah, it's OK to feel emotion. It's OK to when you're going through a hard time to embrace that you should never be bottling up emotions or not no, feeling I, it I always compare myself to because this is how I whenever like adversity hits me yeah. I I'm like I call myself like a teapot sometimes everything gets so overwhelming that I just start I'll have like an hour where I just cry and I'm like the world is ending I'm gonna lose my job I'm gonna be single forever I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do mm-hmm. that and then like an hour goes by I'm done crying and I'm like oh all right <laughs> tea kettle good we're a little bit more lukewarm now yeah. I can tackle my problems I got out all my freak outs and like, yeah and you know what like everyone handles handle it. things like, it's not and like great, hey, but well but all you can do like whatever is your method of handling it like I I guarantee you that over time like you will have less and less freak outs like that because so. you'll get sick of it you'll be like this isn't doing anything for me I'm mm-hmm. not nothing is being changed or solved by me feeling this way and it's not that you're supposed to not feel anything when I get oh my god when I got my laptop screen broken and my phone stolen stolen. I felt terrible 
for like I let myself feel it for like 10 minutes and then I was like okay I'm over yeah, it you're amazing like that I was there that like the the you called my FaceTime to me after you got your yeah. iPhone stolen you were like whatever I knew it was gonna happen I manifested it and I didn't I mean, mean to like, and I was yeah, like Adrian I accidentally, be upset I actually I accidentally <laughs> oh my god I should do an episode on all the shitty things I've manifested by accident because I literally manifested that happening I just remember being like Adrian it's okay to be a little upset you're like no there's no point and I'm like I, yeah I was for I'm like 10 minutes by you well you know what though like this is the honest truth and I could talk about this for freaking days well I kind of did in one of my episodes and then we're about to wrap this up guys <laughs> don't worry um but honestly I'm not kidding. The reason that I feel this way now about things is because I don't like the feeling of being upset. I don't like the feeling of being sad or mad or frustrated when literally I can't do anything about yeah. it. When that person stole my phone, I submitted a police report. I tried to stalk his profile on OfferUp. I tried to like do everything I could. Once I was done doing that, I was like, Adrian, you could choose right now to be so upset and to think about all the negative things and dwell and dwell and dwell and dwell. Is that going to do anything to solve this situation? No. So literally, what's the point? Like the energy that I would put into that negativity, it's not fun. It doesn't no. feel good. And it's, it feels oof. shitty. So I was like, no, I don't want to feel shitty right now. I'm just going to choose to like let it go because it already happened. It's done. All I can do is learn from it and do better next time and just not think about it. And that's what I did because I don't like feeling shitty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I need some of that. That's that's good advice and it's, good energy. It's tough though. It took me getting to a point where one day I was like, I don't want to feel sad anymore. So I'm not going to. <laughs> so I'm to, not gonna. You know, but I like that. But I do like to always emphasize like it is still absolutely healthy to feel things. Like yes. don't feel like you need to be a robot that like never expresses emotions because that's not accurate. I yeah. I was very upset at the beginning. I just didn't let myself stay upset for a long time. Totally. And it's one of those things when I was texting you last week like I'm going to lose my job, I'm going to do this. I was being dramatic, which I'm very good at, but I wasn't I had some some viable paths to go down. I just totally. hadn't explored them yet. And I think that's, that's why I said I to you, I think stubborn. my response to you was, hold on, stop. Don't even go there in mm -hmm. your mind yes, yet. Yes, you did say Don't that. Don't even, like, you're going to, and something you're going to learn from this experience probably is, like, because I had to as well, is, like, before you even, even if you're thinking it in your head, don't acknowledge it out loud. Yeah. And don't go, don't even go there. Bef when you sense that thought coming into your head, just push it out and yeah. be like, hold on. Because that is... Plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G yeah. to Z has failed before you're going to lose your job, mm -hmm. right? So if you're right away thinking about that worst case scenario, and some people like to do that to <sighs> prepare. I don't think I like to do that. I think my brain, I'm such a no, creative, just, emotional, it just happens. And totally. I'm like, oh, I would love for that thought to not come right. in there. And no, it's absolutely, get to that point you can't, can it it's, it's subconscious completely. You're not, obviously you're not sitting here trying to like think of all these negative thoughts. It's actually very, very natural. As human beings, we like to, it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. It's fight or flight. We actually like to like or not like to we subconsciously want to prepare for the worst yes so that it's only better than that or we're ready for the worst but That's it's we need point. to untrain ourselves to think that way and we just need, need to push that out because here's the thing if you try for a week plan a through z and it still fails great you can accept that you're going to lose your job if that's what it comes to but guess what i promise you 10 times out of 10 it will not come to that i know i need your tactics adrian well we can help each other because you're gonna help me be consistent with youtube videos i'm down and i'll help you with the getting the negativity out. not being the teapot <laughs> yeah but anyway okay guys we have really been going we are <laughs> gonna we're gonna wrap up this episode Thank you so much, Lauren, for being on the show. And you will definitely be back to talk. We have so much else so we much. could cover. Definitely, you guys, hit us up on the gram. At Lauren Littman is Lauren Lauren's. Lippman. And obviously her YouTube channel. I'm going to leave all her links in the show notes. So check her out. Come say hi. And as you know, you can follow this podcast and many more like inspirational, motivational things besides just this podcast on the Instagram at the self-made CEO. And we, yeah, I just, I don't know. I always want feedback. I always want your guys' questions, comments, any feedback you ever have. Thank you so much to the people who have given me feedback on different things. It's been very helpful. And, you know, this is for you. So thank you for being here. And be sure to check this out on, well, you're already on some sort of platform to listen <laughs> to this. But be sure to subscribe to it. And leave me a rating and review if you, if you ever so will. Oh, we need to answer a question really quick. Okay, we're going to answer a question real quick, and then we will actually be done. What are your budgeting tips for when money is tight? Um, ramen, ramen, ramen. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting? I actually feel like I don't budget, which is not great. I don't, I don't encourage I not budgeting. I learn that better. But I think that what I do, instead of thinking like, okay, can I afford this? I actually think like, how can I make, how can I like recover this cost? Like, what can I do to either earn more money this yeah. month 
Like I almost think, okay, I want to live the life I want to live and I want to live in abundance. I don't want to live a restrictive life. Okay, this is maybe bad advice, but at the same time, to a reasonable degree, I like to live in abundance because then I'll attract more abundance versus if I'm always penny pinching and I'm like stressed, like oh, I have no money, I have no mm-hmm. money, I can't afford this. I feel like I'm attracting more of that into my life. Yeah. So, but I do use, there are a couple apps you can use for budgeting. One, I use Mint and there's Mint. also one called Clio that's pretty good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. What about you? Um... I think I need to have more self-discipline when it comes to someone next to me, aka my roommate or you yeah. or neighbors. Like just ordering like, food. Let's order sushi. And oh, I'm like, but I have day. a salad in the fridge. Yeah. But sushi sounds great. I know. Like, let me spend I do too. $35 on that when I'm like, I could purchase an edited video of mine yeah. for that money. Yeah. No, I completely, that. I completely agree. But yeah. Well, great. I'm glad we had some tips. Um, Remember to call in your guys' questions. All the deets are in the notes. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Self-Made CEO, The Podcast. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.